Hey folks, it's John with the Bucky Cast. It's the women's volleyball preview. We got to talk about them. Women's volleyball is big stuff at Wisconsin. They've they've surpassed men's basketball and football for achievements. We have to talk about women's volleyball. Joining me today, Michael McCleary uh, works for Badgers Extra and the Wisconsin State Journal. Michael, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I'm going to pepper you with questions. We're going to have a little fun at the end. A little beer-related fun. All right. Starting off, uh, the Badgers uh, have not brought in a ton of freshmen recently. They have a, a very, it's a very different looking lineup than it was two years ago, but it's also a very veteran lineup. Um, discuss a little bit. They've got seven transfers total on the team, including four that they pillaged from Big Ten teams over the last three years. Uh, what are those new players bringing to the table, particularly this year, the two new uh, additions? newest editions, yeah. I should say. Yeah, as, as somebody who is relatively new to UW volleyball, especially covering them professionally, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it was surprising to hear that, you know, even a year ago, uh, you know, head coach Kelly Sheffield would have classified this as a, you know, inexperienced group or not inexperienced, just a young group in general, which, mm-hmm. you know, by class, you would maybe think, okay, he's got a point there, but there's a lot of playing experience on this team like you know multiple of the starters returning you know have played you know two or three years in the starting lineup at this point and uh you know the transfers that they have coming in uh the least experienced of them is carter booth uh was a minnesota minnesota transfer Mm -hmm. um coming in as a middle blocker is going to replace danielle hart um who obviously was a staple at that position for a couple years for the badgers uh but, uh, you know, the big time transfer that they brought in was uh, Temi Thomas-Alera. Uh, and uh, she's Northwestern transfer, second in on the Big Ten in kills last year, whereas the Badgers already had quite a few players on their team that could um, that could kill the ball last yeah. year, too. So it was, uh, you know, they're, they just sort of have, you know, for four-time defending Big Ten champions, I mean, they sort of have an embarrassment of riches this year where they just keep on bringing in new, new players and they're not really losing much. No, no, they they really haven't. Um, speaking of which, what who's going to be starting this year for Wisconsin? They've got so much depth. Who who are the first players are going to trot out there? Yeah, uh, so you would expect that Thomas Hilara, even though she's one of the new people in the mix uh, for Wisconsin this year, that obviously you know had a pretty established roster already. You'd expect her to get you know one of the starting looks at outside hitter, even though they got Julia Orzel right now is sort of, you know, the third person that rotation behind Sarah Franklin, who's sort of their kill, who was their kills leader last year. She had some sort of strange injury. I'm blanking on the name exactly what it was, but it was a, it was, it was a rare condition that sort of led to her getting surgery. So she was out for the international tour over the summer. I, I um, said the name of that of that uh, injury on my podcast, and I myself could not pronounce or correctly yeah. explain it. So. Yeah, with, without, it be, without it being written down in front of me, it, it was it was some, all I know is it, it's a rare disorder and uh, it required surgery. So there was some uncertainty about whether or not she would be, she would be obviously back for the start of practice, let alone the start of the season. Um, and, you know, on top of that, whether or not she would be at the level that she was prior to the injury or uh, prior to the surgery, rather. Um, 
And, uh, you know, it, Sheffield said at Big Time Media Days in Chicago last week that, you know, she's back to almost as what she was. And, you know, when they when they they wanted to wait to clear her until she was had no restrictions, she could do everything. And, you know, first day of practice today, they put out a tweet that she's she's cleared. She's back. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that that creates a bit of a conundrum with the outside hitter position because, you know, there's only two spots there, but um, you know, I, I think that's a good problem to have. I mean, you got three really good outside hitters. So, um, so that's going to be a little bit of a competition going in. I think, uh, I think Booth is going to slide into that middle blocker role. Um, and then you obviously have uh, Devin Robinson uh, on the right side, uh, you know, been a staple at two positions, middle blocker and right side hitter for the, for the Badgers, she's sort of a Jack of all trades type player. Um, and she has a lot of experience. So she'll slide into one of those st- spots. And uh, yeah, I would expect, uh, you know, with the Badgers running that six, two, you're going to see a lot of Izzy Ashburn and uh, MJ Hamill too. So it's uh, you know, it's, there's going to be a lot of those two setters uh, in the lineups throughout the year. And then at libero, you're uh, Gul J uh, uh, she's, uh, she's coming back for a second year, uh, struggled at times as a freshman, but, you know, Kelly was saying at big 10 media days, she just, you know, she, she had never been to the U S prior to playing at Wisconsin. Yep. And, you know, she had to learn everything, uh, not just, you know, playing, playing with her new teammates and everything. She had to learn about attending a U.S. college and just uh, just so many things that are just thrown at you at such a young age. I mean, you expect there to be a learning curve, especially in the fall season when, you know, volleyball is playing. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, he, he expressed a lot of, you know, sort of positive energy about uh, how she's going to kind of rebound off of last year. Not that she was, you know, bad last year. You know, she just, you know, had moments where she looked like a freshman. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that's... Uh, that's something that, you know, he, he was seeming to um, feel positive about that. She's going to take a big step forward this year. So that that's what they're looking like from a starting perspective. I think I might've been, you know, one, one, uh, I mentioned a few players more than the six that they're allotted, but you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a competition early on, I guess. So. Yeah. You have to wonder now where uh, Yulia Orzel and uh, Anna Smrak are going to, are going to fit in, in that rotation as well. Uh, the Badgers also bringing in Sage Damro, who is, <laughs> excuse me, the uh, number two high school setter, in, or I'm sorry, number two high school libero in the country. Uh, that's certainly got to be weighing on Full uh, J Vichekin's mind, um, as well as the fact they also they also have Jocelyn Boyer and uh, Sydney Reed uh, to play libero as well. So they just just a crazy number of players there. You're right, and. Uh, I'd love to have Kelly Sheffield's problems. I'm, I'm sure that every head coach uh, in Wisconsin's athletic department, except for maybe Mark Johnson, wants to have um, Kelly Sheffield's problems. So anyway, you brought up the 6-2. This is this is the chance. I feel like this has been explained 50 million times. We're going to try and explain it again. The difference between a 6-2 and the 5-1 that Wisconsin ran a couple of years ago during their championship run? Yeah, so uh, the way that it was explained to me, um, and I feel like this is maybe maybe the reason it sounds so simple is because, you know, it was, <laughs> that was the thing that was required to explain it to me. 
Um, but you know, the difference between a six two and a five one um five one is just, you know, six two has two setters. Um, so two setters rotate and uh, you know, it, Kelly was explaining it a little bit during Big Ten Big Ten Media Days where uh, you know, a reporter had asked, you know, because Izzy Ashburn and MJ Hamill were the two representatives for the Badgers at Big Ten Media Days. So a reporter had asked, you know, does that mean that you're gonna run six two again this year? You know, makes sense if you got two setters up there. Um, and you know, he just sort of went through uh sort of an explanation that, you know, that's it's what we're going with right now. Uh, it's what the Badgers are going to go with right now, uh, just because they're two of the most experienced and you know reliable players on the team. So, um, you know, he he'd mentioned that, you know, they tried running the five one again, uh, where they would alternate games, et cetera, um, during the international tour. But uh, you know, neither MJ nor Izzy liked it. They they wanted to play every game, so they wanted to. They wanted to play together. And, you know, in, in some ways they've gotten so used to it where they play off of each other a little bit, they explained. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a system that Kelly had mentioned it, he's not married to, but it's very much personnel based. And right now they just have two great setters that they're going to use. Them. Yeah. It's nice to have uh, Izzy out there for her serving ability alone. So uh, yeah, the, uh, the debate between those two uh, systems is a very arcane one to, to me and to a lot of fans. It's more like, okay, are there six good players out there? Sure. All right, we're, we're good then. Yeah. But there is a subtle difference, and it definitely showed a little bit, I think, last season. It looked like they were getting used to that quite a bit, even though they won the Big Ten again easily. Yeah. Uh, it definitely came up in, in some of their early matches against Baylor and Florida where it felt like it took them a while to get into the, into the rhythm of things in both those cases, a little too late. Speaking of Baylor and Florida, they're back on the schedule. Wisconsin's just got a murderer's role of the schedule. I mean, I'm, I'm just glancing at it right now. Um, they have got a, a, amongst other things, a double header against Arkansas besides opening up with the uh, big 10 uh, big 12 challenge with Baylor and TCU, which I believe they played last year. At versus Tennessee versus Arizona versus Miami. Uh, then they go and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Miami. I, I apologize. Arizona and Miami are in the same tournament, I believe. I believe that's tournament play when they play Arizona. And I'm pretty sure it um, is. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Doesn't, doesn't seem that way. No. Um, huh. They're they're both at the field house. They but, are both at the um, field house. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. Well, we'll we'll skip over that a little bit, but it is okay. still two tough teams. Uh, yeah. Then they get Marquette and at Florida. So um, you know, which is nice to uh, nice to get around and have a schedule that really showcases your team. But that's a really hard non-conference schedule. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, I I think you might have skipped over too to get the two games at Arkansas too, which you yep, know, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's that's that's. that's two tough games too. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, to start the season at Baylor alone, I mean, that's, that's just an absolute gauntlet to your, I'm um, gauntlet of a start. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how schedules have traditionally been built in the past, but, you know, to start out with the big 12, big 10 challenge, big 10, big 12 challenge right away. I mean, that just, that just sounds like just for, you know, I mean, you're going to get, 
you're going to hit get hit with some of your toughest um, toughest challenges right away, which I'm sure Wisconsin in some capacity wants because you know they they've won the Big Ten four years in a row. They want to win another national championship, so you know that's uh, that's their main goal right now. I mean, they they tasted it a couple years years ago. They, they want to want to keep winning the national championship, so. Um, you know, I, I, I can't blame them for building building such a um, such a tough schedule. I don't know how much is in their control. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be interesting, you know, especially, you know, me sort of getting used to the team, you know, against some of the best volleyball teams in the country. It's I mean, I'm seeing I'm going to see a lot of good volleyball in my first uh, couple of months on the beat, I guess. I'm just taking a look at the end of their schedule, which you know, always features the traditional, we have to play Nebraska as one of our last three um, mm-hmm. matches. It feels like they're going to take on Nebraska. It looks like November 24th, followed by a lovely game, a lovely match against Iowa. Not, not so unpleasant, but that looks like the uh, Thanksgiving weekend festivities uh, this year for the Badgers. Nebraska being, I would think their toughest competition again, this, uh, this season in the big 10. Um, Penn State, Minnesota, also in there. Anyone else I'm missing who's sort of a power this year? Well, Purdue is another ranked team. Oh, yep, yep, uh, so you know, Purdue will be up there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 sort of the extent of it, I would say. Um, hmm, let's see. Oh, oh, Ohio State's ranked. They they brought in. Uh, they they obviously had the situation where you know they had a bunch of. Uh, bunch of transfers out um but a big incoming freshman class i don't know if you know that situation where uh you know that just wasn't wasn't enough scholarships basically um <laughs> and uh so That's... yeah they, that was a, that was a whole scenario wrote wrote a little bit about that um you know at, with my coverage uh that on bad director for uh big time media days uh ohio state spoke the first day and uh you know that was a big thing because you know, uh, I, I believe Penn State brought in two players from Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, uh, there was there was a couple starters uh, for the Buckeyes who, you know, ended up elsewhere and are probably going to make a big impact in some other schools. So that um, was yeah. that was sort of the story of the offseason for uh, women's volleyball was just big mm-hmm. team, big 10 teams just stealing players from each other. Yeah. And, and you know, not, not to cut you off. I mean, it was something, it was something that like some big 10 coaches were not totally keen on. Um, it was, uh, the key might not be the right word. Uh, you know, not totally like, I guess, okay with the concept of it, uh, in conference transfers. Like it was, uh, you know, John cook, you know, he, he mentioned, I, I think he just sort of plainly said, I don't like that. Um, you know, when he, when referring to in conference transfers, players going from big 10 school to big 10 school, but I think it's just sort of, you know, as, as transfers pick up, it's sort of just how things have gone, I guess. Become well, more John, John Cook can have all the sour grapes he wants. We, we still have the most recent national championship and the four straight big 10 titles. So he had his time there to hear John Cook complaining. Sorry. That's, a, that's our, that's our biggest rival right now. So we have to, I have to, I have to needle him former Badger uh, head coach John Cook now at Nebraska. Sure, Grr. I will say the, there was a lot of there was a lot of really really cool talk about uh, Nebraska's volleyball day um, coming up, where they're they're expected to host ninety one thousand uh, at Memorial Field, uh, Memorial Stadium. Um, 
Well, they figured so, out they couldn't I, beat the call center for an interior environment. They had to go outside. Well, the well, the Marquette game was supposed to be the new record-breaking mm-hmm. uh, uh, attendance. You know, it, it was supposed to break the attendance record. Uh, UW was supposed to, you know, have the regular season record again. Um, or I guess Marquette would technically own that. I'm not really sure how that worked, but uh, you know, that was supposed to be. We'd the, be involved. The, We'd be involved. Sure. Sure, the Badgers would definitely be involved, but uh, yeah, then then the volleyball days was announced, and uh, you know, uh, Cook did say uh, that's Nebraska head coach John Cook. Um, he uh, he said, you know, we're we're setting the record so that nobody can take it from us, which I thought was uh, you know, it's it it was it was a bold comment for sure. There are bigger stadiums in the Big Ten. Michigan's head coach mentioned that too. So uh, yeah, see. I think the Badgers need to have some discussions with folks, maybe the Rose Bowl or somewhere. And uh, maybe, maybe when UCLA joins the big 10, finally, we can, we can have a go at that. It never rains in Southern California. So (laughs) therefore we should, we should probably take a shot at that. Sure. All right. So we've answered most of the big questions. Now we get, now we get to the, now we get to the fun part of the show. Because um, Mike is a uh, is a uh, knows a friend of friend of the Bucky cast, Josh Schaefer, who used to write for uh, Badger Two Four Seven. Josh is a bit of a is a bit of a hophead in terms of he likes his beers, and uh, that was something that uh, he we he and I would would uh, occasionally discuss. Or he and uh, Ryan Herrings, who now does Lockdown Badgers, but used to be on the Bucky cast, we would oftentimes discuss beers he would discuss them on the 247 board mike i understand that you while not a beer aficionado or a beer appreciator Uh, i I definitely am yeah i'm I'm going to quiz you on some styles okay and i want you first of all i'm going to name a couple styles that i want to know if you've ever had and what you think of okay so i'm very nervous for how what how poorly i'm going to do on this uh this second all right, but all right. let's do it we'll see here i'll start off with a recent uh favorite of mine on here uh the lemongrass pilsner mm. sounds interesting I've, I've never never heard of that all right all right we'll have to we'll have to go a little less specific then okay. um, obviously lemongrass you know it smells like smells like lemongrass if you ever smelled yeah. lemongrass before sure um Tastes a little lemony too, but I digress. How about uh, peanut butter and jelly porter? I have I have had a peanut butter and jelly porter. I'm I'm a big fan. That's uh I I, I forget exactly what uh I forget where I was when I had it. I, I want to say I was in Indianapolis when I first had um you know there's a brewery out there that. You know, I, I think I might have bought it in a supermarket or something like that because I, I love peanut butter and jelly. So, you know, just put peanut butter and jelly in the can, whatever follows that. I, I don't I don't care. So I, I might have picked up one of those there. And uh, yeah, no, I, it, it's I remember it being quite good. I it was it's been a, it's been a minute, but definitely uh, definitely something I've tasted before. All right. How about uh, let's go with. uh Let's go with a uh, raspberry uh, wheat beer, raspberry wit. 
I believe, I believe I've had that. I'm not okay. quite sure. Your opinion, um, your opinion on fruit infused beers in general. I, I, I four, um, definitely four. I, uh, honestly, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not really a huge fan of sours. Uh, sours is more of a mood in my opinion. And if somebody said, you know, a certain brewery is known for this particular sour, I think I would, I think I would gravitate towards it and just like, you know, I'd try it out. But, um, Clearly, but, clearly, young Michael has not been to Youngblood Brewing Company yet. Downtown, I, I, off I, the square, they—that's no. all they have are sours. You gotta, okay, you'll have to check it out. Yeah, they have a well, mojito sour. Oh, so, I would enjoy that. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. So, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I, but like I said, I'm not like, uh, I, I, if there was a large selection, I don't know if I would order the sour off the menu, but for some reason, that in between, between. Uh, just a regular, just sort of like a lager or something like that, and a sour. That fruit-infused beer is something that just always sort of pulls me in for some reason. Uh, so, you know, if there's like a like a blueberry, you know, like a like a blueberry pilsner or something like that. I don't even know if I said something that was physically possible, but I'm pretty sure I don't know what a blueberry pilsner would taste like. But you probably just gave somebody a really good idea. And I'm sure it will be attempted. And you know, it, I would like 15% if they make a, make a lot of money on it. So <laughs> that, that would that's, that's all there. I know a few brewmasters. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bring that one up. Okay, if, cool. If you tried yeah, so this I'll, one before, yeah, so I, could, I could name I could name generic types of beer and fruits all day. Strawberry <laughs> lager, you know. I mean, just. I'll, I'll keep going if you want me to. No, so. no, you don't. You don't have to. Um, it's coming <laughs> up on Oktoberfest season. It's almost here. From a lot of people, it has already arrived. Is it the best time of year for beer, or no? Oktoberfest. Yes. I've never experienced uh, an Oktoberfest out here, nor in Germany. So ah. I can't. I can't tell you uh, one way or the other. But I'm really excited. I. Uh, but you've I had an Oktoberfest style beer, correct? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Sam Adams, uh, good Oktoberfest beer. Um, you're making a face. I feel like you're uh, you're disagreeing <laughs> with me, but I, I I I said nothing. That's yeah. that's my normal face. I always look confused. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're talking to an, uh, an East Coast guy, so I'm I'm close enough to uh, to New England to. Uh, appreciate a sam adams beer so right okay okay you're one of those hazy ipa kind of guys yeah i mean i i'm sort of uh i'm an adventurous you know if you hand me something i don't know if i'm going to retain what it is but you know i'll drink it there you have it folks mike michael michael mccleary uh sports reporter for uh badger extra and beer omnivore um so <laughs> Michael, thank you for coming on and being such a good sport and giving us a little bit of a preview of uh, women's volleyball and allowing me to run you through the ringer on beer, um, which is pretty much one of my favorite things to do to people. Uh, can you tell tell the folks out there uh, how they can read your work or access it or contact yeah, you? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, subscribe to Badger Extra, first and foremost. Uh, you know, Badger Extra on Twitter, Instagram, uh, we got a 
we got a Facebook group, Wisconsin Badgers fans that you could join and we'll post all of our content in there. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, going to be a blitz pretty soon where we're going to be firing away a bunch of content, uh, on volleyball, football, uh, pretty much everything Badgers athletics. So, uh, definitely subscribe. Um, and, uh, for my work, uh, you know, that's the lesser important part, but you know, you can follow <laughs> me on, on Twitter at Mike J. McCleary, uh, look at my work, obviously on badgerextra.com. We'll also be in the Wisconsin state journal, um, which, uh, you know, one of the same Badger Extra and Wisconsin State Journal, but Badger Extra is specifically for our Badgers, Badger, Badgers fan subscribers that want Badgers fans, o- fan content only. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, just look out for all that stuff. And uh, I guess I'm on threads as Mike underscore McCleary. I'll figure out how that works if, soon enough. But if, well, hopefully we'll figure out how it works because I still haven't figured out how to find anybody on threads so yeah, uh, unless they just weird. drift into the feed i think i i think i mentioned this out loud the other day as soon as threads become something that i could get on my on my laptop on my desktop which currently that's not something that you could yeah. do i think i'll use it a lot more often because it's a lot more easy to copy and paste stories from badgerextra.com to to twitter than it is to you know log onto my phone and you know copy and then go into the other app and it just it's just annoying. Come on, Mark Zuckerberg, figure it out. We had a tech critique here at the end that I was not expecting, <laughs> but thank you for that. Um, once again, everyone, you can follow uh, the Bucky Cast at the Bucky Cast on Twitter slash X. Uh, otherwise, you can send us an email at the Bucky Cast four three at g or I'm sorry, the Bucky Cast four three at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, Michael, again for joining us, and from myself. And the rest of the Bucky cast, uh, peace out, people.